Hello and welcome. I am Tessa Van Rens. You are listening to this podcast series, Radical Solutions for Britain, brought to you by Unlock Democracy. Everyone is talking about Brexit, but do we know what kind of country we want afterwards? Perhaps we don't need wishful thinking or rehashed ideas, but radical new solutions. So, we brought together some inspiring speakers at this year's party conferences to discuss their solutions. In this podcast, we talk to one speaker every episode about their radical idea for Britain. Brexit, is it the final nail in London property's coffin? Well, obviously young people are going to be living with the outcome of Brexit the longest. Many millennials are still struggling to catch up. Buying a place is, is totally out of my limits of possibility. And guess what? It's not because they're spending too much money on avocado toast. We face a serious housing problem in this country. So to me, it isn't a surprise that we're seeing this rise of a, a millennial disconnection from conservatism and capitalism. This episode was recorded at the Conservative Party conference. I'm sitting here with MP George Freeman. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm Member of Parliament for Mid-Norfolk. I founded the Big Tent Ideas Festival and I'm Chairman of the Conservative Policy Forum, which is our grassroots, member-driven policy uh, forum for shaping new ideas. Wonderful. All right, let's dive right in. So what is your big idea for the future of Brexit Britain? I have lots, but I'll give you one big one. (laughs) Uh, We face a serious housing problem in this country and... It's particularly acute in London and the South East, where far too many young, particularly young people, are spending nearly 80% of their disposable income on rent. Now, we hear a lot about building houses for the new generation, but too many of those houses are being built not where young people need them. They're being built out in East Anglia, in rural areas that are not easily connected to the areas where work is being generated. So... I want to suggest that each of the home counties that surround London, there are six of them, should all build a new town. And it should be connected to the London railway network with an overland rail connection. Did you know there, are more, uh, there is more of Surrey under golf course than under housing? And I think if we built six new towns, and we framed it as a competition, we said to Essex, Hertfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Berkshire, Surrey and Kent... It'll be a competition to see who can build the most beautiful millennial new town. (laughs) And you get rewarded uh, for the the bigger it is and the more imaginative it is. And we want these towns to be harbingers, to be crucibles of new technology, to be green towns. We'll have a competition to see who can reduce their carbon footprint, their water usage. Make it really inspiring instead of the house dumping, the box dumping that we're seeing going on from lazy developers across the countryside. In my constituency, dumping expensive commuter houses on villages with no infrastructure and that are still out of the reach of local people who want to get a job. The houses that are being built, too many of them are not designed for the people who most urgently need them. So there you have it, a millennial new town competition. Each home county has to build one. They have to build it connected to the London railway network. But instead of making a billionaire out of one farmer, I'd have a new system where we compulsory purchase land. It's fair compensation for the loss of the land, whatever it's being used for today. But it's compulsory purchase. We set up a development corporation. We capture the land value increase so that when we zone the area and build the town, the land value suddenly goes up and the vast majority of that is captured by the development company. And those profits are used to put back into infrastructure and that funds the railway link. So we build inspiring towns built for a new generation, built to be afforded 
by people who need to work in London. It would save a lot of our villages and our rural areas. It would take the pressure off, stop the house dumping that's going on without infrastructure in so much of our rural area. And it would give a new generation the chance to get a house in and around London, which is what is freezing so many of them out of the chance to own any asset. Wonderful. As a young person living in London, I would be very excited about um, these new towns. Um, I love that idea because, you know, it's, it's very imaginative, it's very new. Um, Philip Hammond yesterday in a speech said that the Conservative Party needs to embrace change and, and big ideas. And obviously you have plenty of them. But why do you think in, in dealing with the housing crisis specifically, but maybe in Conservative policies in general, such sort of imaginative thinking hasn't been seen that much? Or do you think it's going to happen now? Two questions. Uh, yes, I do think it's going to happen now. It has to happen now. <laughs> and I've been warning now for about five years that if we don't grip and understand and acknowledge the scale of the, uh, the impact of the great crash and the quantitative easing and the effect it's had in pricing a, a young generation out of the chance to own any assets, then they won't vote for us. And moreover, trust in politics, democracy and capitalism will collapse. So to me, it isn't a surprise that we're seeing this rise of a, a millennial disconnection from conservatism and capitalism. The challenge is, are we going to respond to it or not? And I was pleased to see Philip Hammond yesterday acknowledge that. I think the reason that it hasn't happened sooner is that we've been very focused in government on uh, the very difficult job of trying to uh, reduce the deficit so that we're not spending more than we earn every year. We haven't even begun, by the way, to pay off the debt. <laughs> Uh, and I think we, we didn't notice that £700 billion of quantitative easing by the Blair government represented the biggest ever transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich. Let me say that again. £700 billion of the bank bailout, in the way it was done, inflated assets. Anybody who owned property mm. or wine or paintings, any serious asset, has made a fortune. People lucky enough to own a house in 2008 in 2018 have made about half a million pounds. Now anyone who didn't own property has therefore been priced out and that quantitative easing has caused inflation, it's driven up the cost of living and it's created a very uncertain economic climate. So to me the injustice is twofold. People who weren't responsible for incurring the debts, didn't own property, are now squeezed out of a model of growth that is not offering them the chance to own an asset. It's not surprising they're angry. And I think our challenge is to make sure we tackle it before Jeremy Corbyn tackles it. Because I don't think that Corbynism is going to actually resolve these problems. I think it'll be a party of, we got the Tories out, and then the same old problems, the left will spend, borrow, tax, nationalise, and I think we'll see a huge kickback for a young generation who didn't want top-down, heavy state. They wanted to be liberated. They wanted to have a chance to get on and do it their own way. Wonderful. That's one big idea which I think is quite likely to have young people engage with the Conservative Party again, at least more so um, than whatever else has been suggested. So thank you very much. Pleasure. And um, I hope you yeah, will you be having a, a bit of direct democracy and voting on all these ideas. I'd, I'd love to know Ooh, what your that, listeners I have like voted that, as the best idea. That's a really good one. This podcast is produced by Unlock Democracy, an organisation which wants to give power back to the people. This episode was produced and edited by Bridie Addison Child and reported by me, Tessa Van Rens. 
you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like or a share. Leave any comments you have for us or for the wonderful speakers. Or tell us your own idea on social media with the hashtag Radical Solutions.